0: Hey, welcome to the show, blah, blah, blah.
1: Hey, how is everyone doing? Yada, yada, yada.
2: Blah, blah, blah.
3: Check, check, what it he do? Hey, this is Joe. How do he you do?
4: Hey, it's Tristan. How's everyone?
3: Howdy ho. Do-do-do.
5: i like, what <laughs> the fuck, guys? <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm going to listen
6: back. Bonus episode. There's already like 7 million bonus
3: It's, it's a trap.
6: Good to toss it, good to taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's raise it, team, embrace it, let's embrace it, Tupperware for Party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carryover Counterculture pushed over pop culture left And with the uncool kids. What's to has already been said? Let's go pretty sure. That the only talent is the band Vets.
0: Leftovers. Sword of Omens, come to my hand. I, Lion O, command it. Hi, this is Larry Kenny, the voice of Lion O on Thundercats, and you're listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats. Oh! Hey,
5: welcome to a bonus episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And we're oh, the leftovers. leftovers. <laughs> Was it silly? Well, I don't know. It kind of, sound, I, It's kind of reiterating the fact that, you know, welcome to the pop culture leftovers. And then I'm like, and we're the leftovers. And it's like, it just sounded weird to me on my end, Jake.
1: I mean, maybe someone could have like hijacked the podcast and they're not the leftovers, but they're still using our name.
5: Yeah, that happens a lot. I've been hearing about that. Yeah. <laughs> they call it, they call it the Captain Phillips of podcasting. <laughs> I'm the captain now. And then someone like... And yeah, the podcast gets hijacked by podcast pirates, Jake. It happens all the time. Yeah, I mean, a little PSA out there for all the other fellow podcasters. Yeah, yep. Yeah, you can thank us. This is fucking dumb. Let's get our guests on and let's get <laughs> r- rolling because the banter is really fucking stupid on this one, Jake. Um, I thought it was AAA banter. I'm sorry. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to call AAA because we we broke the fuck down. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's no gas in the tank. Come out here and fill us up. We need, we need a tank full of banter. Um, Yeah, we are not alone. We're, this is a bonus episode. We're just going to be talking about some Marvel and DC rumors that have come out this week that I thought were interesting and that couldn't wait until next week when we come back and do a regular episode. We're not alone on this one. We've got Joe Stark. Welcome, Joe. Hey, stoked to be here. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Man, every time you get less enthusiastic.
3: <laughs> Every fucking time. That I was going to come in with the pirate talk, and I was like, "Let's not do pirate talk. Let's just stick to." I
5: one know one. it wasn't <laughs> working with works. me and Jake, and Joe is just like, "Man, there's, you know what? I can't even make that gun Like that is just, oh man, <laughs> that is grade Z the
1: pirate, banter. The pirate talk would have killed me. Joe's done the same <laughs> intro so many times that if he would just alter it like an inch, I would fall over dying." <laughs>
5: He totally altered it this time. Like, just, it just—it sounded like he had just listened wow. to two... No, it sounded like he listened to two fucking idiots talk about pirates for about a minute. <laughs> and he was
3: <laughs> oh, I suppose I'm stoked to be here. Yeah,
5: oh my God. All right. Oh, hey, Blackbeard and Bluebeard, how's it going? How's the... Jeez, I... I'm not... On, <laughs> sailing the seven seas over there with these... Fucking wonderful jokes. Anyway, we've got Stephanie Chapman from Scenic Cast. Welcome, Stephanie.
2: Hi. Hey. How her? Hey.
5: <laughs> 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 Before we started recording, Stephanie, I wish I would have recorded this, Stephanie sneezed, but it wasn't a sneeze. She was fighting it back. It's one of these sneezes where she's like <coughs> and she's like fighting it back. <laughs> Why do you women do that? You like I you, you 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 it's like you put a pin on your sneezes and you like fight that fucker back.
2: Maybe society is conditioned, I don't know, I'm being I'm 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 being a little extra, but like maybe it's conditioned women to not be so like boisterous and loud with our sneezes. Maybe there's something that we've been taught is like feminine about holding it in and having your heart skip a beat which is what happens when you hold
5: it in. Oh, come on. Come on. (laughs) According to who?
2: According to some rando from 1998
5: that told me not to do it. Uh, These thoughts by Stephanie Chapman are not endorsed by the American (laughs) Medical Association at all. Anyway, and we've got Dre Moore from Podcast Championship Wrestling. Welcome, Dre.
0: Ahoy. Thanks for having me.
5: Dre sneezes like a fucking man. I've heard. I've heard about Dre sneezes. They're legendary. He just fucking just lets them rip. He doesn't care who's around. Damn right. Sneezes like a goddamn.
0: Everybody's eardrum out. There you go. My job. Yeah. Welcome to the danger zone. (laughs) At (laughs) you.
1: It's gonna be like Titanic. Stephanie's gonna be like, teach me how to sneeze like a man.
5: (laughs) And we've got Tristan Brown. Welcome, Tristan.
2: Arr, yeah,
5: no. that. Sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was so good, though.
1: It was good. It was ruined by the doubt. <laughs> yeah, you didn't you did commit, man. You didn't commit. It
4: was, like, too long for the callback. Like it, I should have just got called after Stephanie.
5: It was worth the wait. Um... <laughs> <laughs> all right Justin, you're coming in a little low let's get in there buddy anyway hello i don't know worse yeah i don't know yeah it's, it's, anyway uh let's jump into all these rumors gonna start off with some marvel rumors that i've been hearing this week i hear everybody is saying that uh tom holland has signed another contract but uh it's not nothing's come out that's official. I'm actually hearing that sources are saying that it's close to happening. So it's very close to happening. Um, and so hopefully we'll be hearing about another two to three movie deal for Tom Holland to Spider-Man. Uh, regardless, I've seen a date floating around for Spider-Man 4. They're saying Spider-Man 4, May 3rd of 2024. So I'm just going to put it out there just in case this happens.
1: That sounds wow. about right. I mean, they they were kind of cranking them out every other year while they were in full swing. And, you know, it's a little bit of a break and they'll probably get back to that program.
5: Yeah. You know, and, you know, he's, he's a, you know, Tom Holland's busy doing things. What's that? What's that video game movie he did? Uncharted. Uh, Uncharted. I'm sure there's going to be a sequel for that one. Yeah, it did
1: well. I've seen lots of fake casting for the next Spider-Man movie this week as well. Of, that's been all over the place. Fake casting? Yeah, like Vince Vaughn is playing Hammerhead. Oh. Uh, I forget what another one of the ones I saw was, but it's like actually like printed on a, like, this is legit type of thing.
5: Hmm. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that. saw a bunch of people that's... floating that around. Huh, I haven't seen any of that. That's interesting.
1: Uh, someone, Mr. Negatives in the movie, I forget who they had cast as him. But, hmm. yeah, I was like, hmm, I think they would probably pick better villains if this was real. Yeah.
5: Yeah, I wonder, I wonder where Tom uh. – well, we heard that he's going to be in the uh the next Spider uh Spider-Verse movie as MCU Spider-Man. Oh, that's awesome. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. I think that's very cool. Uh, let's see here. David Harbour, who plays Red Guardian in the MCU, was teasing was teasing people about the Thunderbolt's movie. He had a quote And he said, it'll be funny, it'll be weird, it'll be action. And then we're also going to drop a bomb. And so people have been picking apart that sentence, and they think that he's teasing another Hulk here. They think he's teasing the character of A-bomb that happened after World War Hulk. And we've... Hmm,
1: I forgot about that character. Wasn't that character some kind of a variation of Abomination?
5: Yeah, that's exactly. It's uh, was it uh, Rick Jones. Oh, Rick Jones was a bomb. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. That character has been like seven different heroes in the actual like 616 comic books. Right.
5: He said like, what was he? What was he doing out? Uh, what was his cosmic storyline?
1: He was directly tied in with the first male Captain Marvel. Yes,
5: yes, 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 yes. You're right. You're absolutely right. Marvel. He had
1: like his Nega bands and they were like swapping places or something. You're stuff absolutely
5: like that. right. Yeah. 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 So they're saying, okay, so yeah, here we go. Uh, this is comics. In the aftermath of World War Hulk, a new Red Hulk emerged, brutally beating and then shooting the abomination to death after this occurred. Jones escaped from a secret base in Alaska that had been destroyed in a Hulk like manner. Following this red Hulk confronts Jones at gamma base where Bruce Banner is being held in defense. Jones inexplicably transforms into a creature resembling the abomination, calling himself a bomb during the fight. The base security measures activate and a giant Android harpies with the face of Betty Ross attack the two an attempt to remove them from the base. a bomb manages to disable one mid-flight, blah blah blah. So yeah, he's gonna be like uh there's if this is true, if that's what we're to be getting out of that sentence, if he actually is teasing something, that means that does that mean that we're getting Rick Jones here, or does it mean that David Harbor could eventually turn into a Hulk?
3: Oh, that'd be really fun. I, I can't imagine them putting Rick Jones in at, at this point because yeah, Jones been, he's like the perennial sidekick, right? He's like the Hulk's Bucky, basically.
5: I don't so, think. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's Rick Jones. I think somebody will be turning into there's, there Guys, we've been having been hearing promises of more Hulks, more Hulks, more Hulks since uh, some of these rumors for like Captain America, New World Order. We're going to see a bunch of Hulks in that movie is what I'm hearing. I'm. 100% thinking that General Ross is going to eventually turn into Red Hulk uh, at some point. Uh, so we're going to be seeing uh, Harrison Ford hulking out eventually as Red Hulk. I think it's happening. It's 100% going to happen. And so this could be another Hulk. And we already saw Scar in the uh, She-Hulk series. So
0: I could see them doing A-bomb as like a one-and-done type monster for the Thunderbolts to fight. Because they're going to need somebody for... Somebody that can challenge an entire group of heroes or pseudo anti heroes or whatever they need somebody that's gonna challenge them that can that's gonna be tough for them to fight, and I could see them using a bomb just in that one movie as you know as as something for them to go up against. I don't see them staking around long term. I see that being more as like Red Hulk being the long term Hulk that we see moving forward, but a bomb for one movie, yeah, I could see it,
5: yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if we're going to if we're even going to pick apart what he's saying there, you know. What do you think? What a
1: terrible. What a terrible name of a character, though. I, I hope it doesn't happen. I I think a bomb. It sounds so late 90s comic books. And <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think it works, honestly. Like I. I'm fine with them just creating a new kind of a Hulk hybrid character that's not even related to a comic book character. I don't need A Bomb. It's not going to give me any like member berry seen
5: A Bomb. So it, w- it would upset you just to see that name pop up on screen or hear a, ca- a character say it.
1: If A <laughs> Bomb showed up and I I didn't know it was going to happen, I would probably roll my eyes.
5: Every time a character gets named in the MCU, somebody's always making fun of it. So I even if like they mention this name, somebody's going to have something to say about it. This will be cool.
1: the one time they don't make fun of it when it legit needs
4: it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> was it the abomination even called the abomination in the first incredible?
5: Like didn't they, just... they said something like, I, I think the the scientist from the first movie the, that's eventually going to turn into leader. I can't remember what his name was. He said something like said something like you're an abomination or something, right. you know. So, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. When he was trying, I think we was trying to warn um him about it. He said what would be created wouldn't be yada yada it would be an abomination exactly
5: yeah so they didn't specifically call him abomination yeah
0: they tend to play around with
4: names like that by just kind of casually dropping them in references whenever the name's too
5: ridiculous
3: (laughs) but then by the time she hulk rolled around they're full-on calling him abomination (laughs) exactly
5: yeah Yeah. (laughs) yeah uh Actor Charlene Woodard, if you you don't know who she is, I'll explain who she is here in a moment. But this is a rumor coming from Daniel RPK. Uh, Charlene Woodard will play Priscilla, Nick Fury's wife and agent of SWORD in Marvel Studios' uh, Secret Invasion. So they're saying that uh, she's going to be playing his wife, in Secret Invasion, she played Samuel Jackson's mother in both Unbreakable and Glass. She was Mrs. Price. So this is a very Freudian choice. She was his mother and now she'd be playing his wife. <laughs> that is weird. That's what This is a rumor if it is true.
1: Yeah, they're both about the same age, but that is wild that she goes
5: from mom to wife. <laughs> so we'll see if that's true, but. Yeah, kind of, uh, they dropped a bomb here. Nick Fury's married.
3: Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of goes back to that plot point in Winter Soldier, where when he shows up in, in Captain, in Steve Rogers' apartment, and he's kind of telling him just over his phone that, that, you know, Hydra's taken over and he's talking about having a wife and stuff. I just, you know, thought it'd be throwaway, but, uh. To hear that he's going to actually have maybe a wife in the MCU, that's kind of wild.
5: What a perfect marriage! He barely sees
3: her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it almost makes you wonder: like, is it is it like a legit marriage, or is it just something where they had to do it as a is a sham? And
5: yeah,
2: yeah, you know, is it to, just to part to of some sort of
5: pretense? Is it just part of his spy life? You know?
2: Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Does the wife not exist in the comics?
5: Uh, huh. I mean, Fury
0: has a son. Yeah,
5: he's got a he's got a son. I just don't know, like, the family
0: history. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I could see an ex-wife more than an actual still married wife. yeah. Yeah. Maybe he was married before he got before he went all in with S.H.I.E.L.D. And then once he fully, you know, maybe post Captain Marvel once, you know, he's all in on this shit. Then, you know, the marriage just fell apart and he just fully committed to his life at S.H.I.E.L.D. Holy shit,
3: Dreyer. You should write soap operas.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, Nick Fury just seems like the sort of character that's absolutely married to his career. And, and he doesn't have any sort of personal life outside it. So it would be weird if it was a legitimate marriage. Yeah. She'd have to be the most patient woman in the world. <laughs>
1: I Googled Nick Fury wife and I got this information. The second Black Widow was briefly married to Nick Fury, but it was eventually revealed he cheated on her in a truly
0: unforgivable way. <laughs> what? Wait, what, wait, what the hell was the unforgivable way? <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's I, I want to know. I was thinking that yeah,
5: I was thinking that Dre would know. I think I thought Dre wrote that story. <laughs> well, I think in the
4: 616 Nick Fury was wasn't he married to Val at some point? They were
5: definitely a love interest, I yeah, don't if they ever got married, yeah oh, okay, yeah, so yeah, I didn't know who Charlene Woodard was, I guess she's more known for her work on like Broadway, I think she's won some Tonys or whatever, so uh she's more of a stage actor, but uh yeah that's a it's a a it's an interesting uh dynamic that we're gonna see in secret invasion, and that's still a series though right, yes. Oh, I was wait, wait,
1: wait, wait. That's the one that they made. No, I, no, no it's the uh, it's, Armor Wars. It's Armor Wars, Wars they that
5: they're going to make a movie. Armor I, Wars is a movie. I was yeah. still yeah. holding out hope that they were going to announce that Secret Invasion was going to be a movie. Yeah. It
3: really They've was. They already shot it. I know. I know. I was, ugh. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, they still got all those scroll CGI effects in the can from uh, Miss Marvel. Yeah. I or Captain so. Marvel. I hope so
5: uh simu Liu teased uh teased his possible involvement in um Avengers the Kang Dynasty he uh he was talking about how Destin Daniel Cretton his director from Shang-Chi is going to be directing that film, and he says, It feels incredible. I obviously learned about the news a little bit before the rest of the world did, but I freaked out. I sent him like 40 texts in a row, all exclamation marks. I'm just so incredibly happy for him. He's deserving of that spot. What makes him a special filmmaker, and I've said this from the beginning, even when we were premiering our movie, is his ability to make a $150 million movie really, really small in the best way possible. Uh, I'm really looking forward to what he does on that on an even grander scale of The Avengers, because I think it's easy to maybe get lost in the spectacle of what those movies can be, the vastness and the grandness of it. But if you can maintain the humanity and the human stories, I think that's what will make a movie memorable and special. I think Destin's got it. I think he's got it, and I think he deserves this so much. I'm so excited to get to work for him again. And they go on to say, considering that last sentence, we asked Lou if he was confirming his involvement in the upcoming Avengers movie, which already has a release date while his Shang-Chi sequel does not. He added, I would think so. I would hope so. Don't take my word for it. So I would bet, I would bet anything that, that Shang-Chi is going to be in the Kang dynasty. For sure.
4: Yeah. I mean, basically Dustin Daniel Craig, he got the job based on his uh, prefer superb, um, direction in the Shang-Chi movie and it's going to be kind of odd for him to direct an Avengers film without the the main tool that kind of got him there (laughs) you also can kind of think that that he will have a lot of influence by the fact that he and Simu Liu are such close friends I mean like if anything he's gonna at least have a cameo yeah but
3: I mean like what have they been doing throughout all of this phase four, if not setting up the next team of Avengers? So it just seems logical that he'd be on it. And exactly. they keep
4: referring to Shang-Chi, like in the marketing as the next Avenger, the next Avenger, you know, I mean, it's been said many times in the Shang-Chi marketing, unless that was just deployed to get people to the theaters.
0: <laughs> yeah. And if we, if you think that Kang dynasty and secret wars are going to be, somewhat similar in format to like Infinity War and Endgame where where they're the final two, you know, films in this saga, then it would make sense that you're going to start seeing some of these characters that we've been introduced to start to make their appearances beginning in Kang Dynasty. So, yeah, it seems kind of, you know, simple or perfect sense that Shang-Chi and and also other characters are going to show up in Kang Dynasty as well.
5: I'm looking for. I. I. I, I mean, I'm. I, I need to see more Shang Chi. I mean, well, when's the sequel come out? They don't have you a don't date know. yet. Oh wow.
4: Yeah. So I would think that they're going to use him there. I mean, it's just going to be too much distance between the Shang Chi and the sequel. I mean, you got to have him pop up somewhere.
5: If I had to but guess, I- they would go right in production from Avengers: The King Dynasty, and hopefully. Shang Chi is the next movie after that, right? Leading into Secret Wars, is that
0: possible? Yeah, I,
3: yeah, I hope so. I uh, I want, I need, I need a Shang Chi sequel in my life.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we do still have some unannounced Phase Six movies, so yeah, there's still a the possibility that he could fill one of those slots.
6: Oh yeah,
4: but I'm I'm certainly all for the, uh, them being exclusive with the Avengers roster. I don't think that every superhero that they're introducing should just be thrown in the avengers that can just get messy and ugly
5: oh no 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 no. i agree yeah what were you gonna say stephanie
2: no i was just agreeing um and i feel like as of late there's especially with and i don't know how incorporated the marvel shows will be but it just feels like there are a ton of characters i would really like to maybe have that pared down and just have it be a core group but that maybe we introduce some additional people to later. Yeah. But I, I, I agree. I don't want to see everybody in the mix in the first, in the Kang dynasty. I don't want to, I don't want to see that.
5: Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you say that for secret wars, right? Where like,
4: yeah, I think everyone's yes. going to be in secret wars.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look at, God, I'm just, you know, I'm excited that we're getting more Shang-Chi possibly in, uh, in the King Dynasty, it's just like I would I really would like to know what that character's been up to since since his movie. It, you know, it's uh, sometimes yeah, it feels I feel like, like they're
1: going to do a mega time jump by the time we see we see him again. Like we're not actually going to pick up the book right where it left off at this point.
5: No.
4: It and might I, be even possible that Shang-Chi pay, plays a pivotal role in the in the um, King Dynasty as well. I mean, it's that might be something that influenced them in picking Dustin.
5: I wonder if, I wonder. I mean, it'd be nice if we saw a little bit of, you know, how we got the, you know, Captain Marvel post-credit scene in Shang Chi. It'd be nice to see if there was some sort of like a Shang Chi post-credit scene in the Marvels. That would be cool. Yeah.
1: I've always thought there was a good chance that the Avengers we see in the Kang Dynasty were going to be hand-plucked Avengers from different times and different dimensions so they could play around with that. So I I think, like, the next time we see the actor, he could be playing a Shang-Chi that isn't even the same Shang-Chi that we met in his first movie, that it could be a very experienced Avenger Shang-Chi. Well,
5: I— I think that that works for like the beginning of the movie to kind of trick us, you know, and we've talked about yeah. this before, you know, I, I, I think that works, but I do think that we need to follow. Once we do get into the movie, we do need to be following main Avengers from our timeline. I think, I think really when you get more into like multiverse stuff, uh,
1: I mean, if they really go all in on making Kang the main character of the movie, that's one way to do it and not distract from that.
0: Yeah, if they want to go back to that same well as from Doctor Strange where they mislead us in a – where they started that one off with a different Doctor Strange. But that also could feel like, you know, again, dipping back into the same well again.
5: Let's let's talk about this. What do you think the Kang Dynasty is going to be? Because I've always had this – I've always had the feeling that the Kang Dynasty is going to be Kang traveling in time and basically going to different points in the history of the world and kind of like uh, putting his dominance out there and conquering. That's what I kind of thought. That's, that's what I thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah, I don't know if they're going to do it completely from his perspective or not. It's it's hard saying. Like Secret Wars is easier to kind of dissect. Like you know that's just going to be where all the shit hits the fan, every cameo possible. It feels like Kang Dynasty is going to be more of a like singular focus story than that. So I don't know. Like it, if it's Kang as a main character, I agree with what you're saying, Brian, but I do see the possibility of just seeing Kang Like from a distance, from this new group of characters that they bring in,
5: I I, yeah, I mean it's just it's called the Kang Dynasty, which makes me think that if you're building a dynasty, you're going out there and you're you're building your empire one battle one win at a time, and each of those battles are going to create this dynasty. I think that it that right there with the title, unless they're you know completely trying to trick people. It just makes me believe that this is a Kang-centric kind of story. But we will be seeing Avengers throughout it trying to stop him along the way. Yeah. Or maybe the dynasty's
1: already, like... We're already there at that point. Like, plot has reached us to the Kang dynasty by the time we get to that movie.
5: It's possible, yeah. I mean, if, if after the events of Ant-Man Quantumania, if, if he is just bouncing around through time, if they if that If that movie leaves us with Scott or Hank or somebody saying like, you know, you know, now he's got free control of of time. He can do whatever he wants to now that he's now that now that he's gotten out of the quantum realm and he has what he needs to to travel through time, the next time we see anything in the six one six m c u it could be completely different. everything all of all of time could be changed. By the time we get to the King Dynasty and by the time the movie starts, we're trying to figure out what we're looking at, what exactly is going on. And then we find out that. Am I crazy? I don't know. No, no. I
1: I followed what you were saying there. There's definitely a lot of different routes they could take with it by the time we get there.
5: Yeah, I I just kept thinking like there's there's a couple like a couple things. The King Dynasty either means that we're going to see. This king battling other kings for dominance, or it's just this one king going throughout time and, you know, building his dynasty one battle at a time. One, you know, and just, but it could start out with him just have already been doing that. And yeah, and that's where we are. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe there's
1: a select group of characters that realize that time has been altered and they have to kind of go convince other characters as to what kang has actually done
3: Mm -hmm. yeah do you think this one will follow a a similar similar formula to like what infinity war did with basically having the the villain win i think so it has
5: to i mean you're going into secret wars after this
3: that's my thought too is that this is the the big group movie before the next one so this one's probably going to end on a bit of a downer again well i think i'm proposing that he's already won by the time the movie starts
0: that would be a way to switch it up from Infinity War rather than him us once again following the same big villain, conquering everything. If we start off with him having already taken over and the heroes are left in some sort of desolate state of just trying to recover from having got their shit kicked in, that would be an interesting way to start. I always thought of the movie as being different. Y'all are talking about it in terms of him crossing time. I always envision I kind of envisioned it as him jumping across the multiverse and conquering as opposed to just uh, across time. He,
5: no, and and he can, I'm not disputing that. I'm not disputing that at all, but I mean, I'm talking about the main characters that we're following throughout, you know, the MCU, like Mm -hmm. not only has he done it throughout the multiverse, but we're also going to see that it's reflective in what, in in the MCU. And I think like a lot of the stuff that he's going to be changing could set up, some future things for mutants, you know? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that could that could come out of this, you know, him changing time. So, no, I, I am not disputing that at all. I, I'm just – I can't really get into – like, we've really only been introduced to, like, the 838, right? Which is the other – that and, like, the sporadic moments mm-hmm. where we bounce through, you know, the multiverse with America Chavez and multiverse of Mattis. We We really haven't seen any other universes, so – I'm sure that that is definitely going to be part of the story, that he has done this throughout the multiverse. And by the time we get to Secret Wars, we're going to see what he's done throughout the multiverse, right? I mean, we're going to see other characters from the multiverse that have been conquered by Kang. It'll be a big deal. Agreed. So... uh... Mm Hugh Jackman has read the script for Deadpool 3 and this is what he had to say about his character in Deadpool 3. Not a lot here, guys, but I'm going to play it anyway because I love Hugh Jackman. What can you tell me about Wolverine 10? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I like the way you describe that. Uh, well, I can tell you I'm going to have the time of my life. I can tell you that I have started back at the gym and I'm eating a lot and I feel bad for the cast of Music Man amount of protein shakes i'm having but um i am it's it's a lot of fun you know when it's been five years and i really never thought i'd come back and i'm really really excited about it but uh actually i do know a bit about the script but i'm not going to tell you
5: so you're not going to tell me no but, but is he going to be an angrier logan or a kinder gentler logan
4: i oh, will there's no there's no choice he's definitely the angrier sort of big grumpy and he's going to take a lot of free
5: shots at Ryan Reynolds let me tell you really physically
0: that <laughs> thanks man always a pleasure
5: all right so basically yeah he's going to be the angrier Logan I, I really think there's going to be a lot of comedy here with blood I really feel like you've got a you've got two characters that have like an insane healing factor and you've got one with an insane mouth that just won't shut the fuck up And and then you got one who has zero tolerance for that shit. So I I think that, like, Deadpool is just going to be running his fucking mouth. It's going to drive Wolverine crazy. (laughs) We're going to see these two fight. They're going to be ripping off limbs. And, you know, they could both could regenerate. So by the end of it, I would just love to see them both with like just all just like kind of just really kind of fucked up and just like cut up, beat up. Maybe Ryan Reynolds is jumping around on one leg like, you know, Monty Python on the Holy Grail or something, you know. Well, they're a
4: little (laughs) different, right? In that um, doesn't Wolverine, he can't regenerate, right? He has to actually grab his limb and put it back or something, right? As opposed to Deadpool who can grow back an entire limb. Interesting to see that dichotomy.
1: I, that, I, I, that is how it worked in the comic, where yeah. Deadpool could pop out a whole new arm, and Wolverine had to kind of seal the deal back together.
5: Yeah, I've seen, I've seen. I can't remember. I'd have to read the comic again. But I, I feel like I've seen Wolverine just like obliterated, and then like he's able to kind of still pull himself back together. Hmm. You know, yeah.
1: I, I bet they do a joke where Wolverine tells Deadpool that he liked him better the first time he met him when his mouth was sewn shut. Oh, yeah.
5: A hundred percent. Yeah, they're yeah. definitely going to be referencing that kind of stuff. Um, and then Ryan Reynolds. I haven't listened to this, though. So, um, hopefully it's good. But he teases uh, Deadpool 3 with Hugh Jackman. This is what Ryan Reynolds had to say. Why can you tell us if anything about deadpool three because what i'm imagining is we're going to get a full meal of the ryan and hugh show yeah just going at just <laughs> savaging each other the entire
7: time. <laughs> yeah well like i i don't take it for granted i get to work with you know not one but two of my closest friends sean levy and and hugh jackman on that movie and um and we are i mean quite literally uh up to our necks right now in prep and and still still write. I mean the writing process actually on Deadpool movies doesn't really end until they take the movie away from us, literally. Like it's they have to snatch the microphone out of my hand in the edit room. So, um, it's, but it's going to be a blast. I mean, we are so excited. Uh, we pitched the story to Hugh, uh, several days after he officially finally signed on and, um, and we're thrilled. I mean, it's just, I cannot wait to, uh, to unleash that, that movie, but it's a long road. I mean, this is, I will only be doing Deadpool for the next two years. So that's it. Just this one movie. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. When does production actually start? Production should start, uh, some hopefully uh sometime just before summer uh and then um, but then yeah but the the shooting is the short sort of easier part it's then it's you know it's it's the lead up the prep the writing it's the shootings quick and then you have you know the edit process where you know that's that's where the movie gets really made is the edit room so
4: very very excited about it
5: All right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Nothing else. He's not going to be making stupid musicals with Will Ferrell. He's not going to (laughs) be doing Free Guy 2, which is unfortunate because I love that movie. But, um, yeah, just next two years, it's 100% Deadpool 3 for Ryan Reynolds. Is
2: Deadpool... If I remember correctly, the first one came out and then they got like greenlit for a second. It's not a package like this one is good to go. We don't know anything about a plan for a third one, right?
5: What do you or I'm am sorry. I wrong. I'm not following.
2: Like are are the Deadpool movies are being approved? like one at a time it's not like a next there's no like was there like um
4: yeah there's there's no overarching trilogy
5: it's
2: that's what i
5: mean i'm sorry yeah Yeah. well things the plan changed i mean it it originally was you know when the character was with fox it was a completely different plan from the get i mean the next thing we were supposed to get was an x-force movie before we got deadpool 3 from fox so now that disney owns it uh we, they kind of scrapped that X-Force movie with Cable, you know, Josh Brolin coming back with as Cable with a with an X-Force team and um sc- scrapped that all together and uh yeah, I think I think like this this is going to be in some ways not I don't know, maybe a kind of I guess a, the best word for it is a soft reboot. But I yes. think you know, I, I guess that's the the best way to put it is a is is a soft reboot, especially with the rumors that I'm hearing about what they're going to be doing in Deadpool three. We know that um, um, Owen Wilson is going to reprise his role as Mobius from Loki. You know, he's one of the agents at the TVA, and so he's going to be in Deadpool three, and so. Definitely. I think that we're going to have like that moment where like, you know, people from the TVA show up and, and, uh, and arrest Deadpool and even try to maybe arrest, arrest Wolverine. Maybe Wolverine's already arrested by the time Deadpool arrives at the TVA. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Because we know it oh, would be hilarious. Well, we we know, and they have to share a cell together. Um, <laughs>
3: That'd be great.
5: It would. It would be <laughs> awesome. I, it, but we, you know, we know that Deadpool at the end of Deadpool two, he was fucking around with with time travel, right? And that goes against everything that the TVA is, you know, uh, you know they, they they people shouldn't be doing that. So he's broken the sacred timeline. So that's where we get Mobius.
3: I like that. I think that there's a rich storyline in there. And and it's a perfect way to tie it in with what's going on in the MCU right now. Um I I'm, I'm so excited for this movie. I you said you've got some more details of what could potentially be in it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um the first
5: off uh at, at can we get toast said just in case it's not obvious, it won't just be Mobius, but the TVA too. So, the entire TVA is going to be involved in it. And then Daniel RPK said that uh, he's going to be bouncing around the Fox universe. So, it sounds like Deadpool and Wolverine are going to be bouncing around all the different Fox movie franchises. So, possibly... I mean, we guys, I'm not counting anything out. We could see them jump into, you know, past stories from the Fox universe, uh, come across characters from previous movies. We could see them jump into like both of the Fantastic Four franchises, the Trank films and the original. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, I mean, it, it's anything is possible. So he's going to be jumping around the Fox verse is what I'm hearing.
3: Well, and you've got to think that all these actors would be, be dying to come back and do cameos for a Deadpool movie. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. the sky's really the limit on what they can get for this.
1: Sets the stage, the stage for Secret Wars as well, showing these characters in a movie oh, before yeah. we see that.
3: Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: Um, so I am, I'm super looking forward to that. What? What is this?
3: You think we'll get Chris Evans reprising Human Torch and Deadpool make a joke about him looking like Steve Rogers? Somewhere that's happening.
5: <laughs> for
4: sure. We've been hoping for that since Multiverse of Madness.
5: Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, I, I was hoping that we'd get a shot of both him as Human Torch and Captain America eventually. And they'd have to. You know, there's fun to be had there with, like, him seeing himself in another
0: universe as Human Torch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) I'd be surprised if we don't get that in Secret Wars. Yeah.
5: Fantastic Four movie, according to Daniel RPK, is going to start filming in January of 2024.
1: Wow, that's a long time.
5: Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see here. Isn't that the first movie of Phase 6?
1: Correct. I thought it was the first movie of Phase. Yeah, you are right. It's either the first or last.
0: I thought it was the first. Last is going to be Secret Wars. Yeah, I think it's the first because I think the only ones they announced were Fantastic Four, Kang Dynasty, and Secret Wars. And then everything in between was still open. Yeah. Yeah. News from the
5: Illuminati. I've got more – I think i got more Fantastic Four stuff coming up here in a moment. News from the Illuminati. Wonder Man production eyes Bob Odenkirk for a secret role. So we found out recently that uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen is going to be playing uh, Simon Williams, a.k.a. Wonder Man. And uh, we also know that uh, this series is going to bring back Ben Kingsley as Trevor Slattery. And – Let's see here. All of these castings make sense. They're saying that... uh, Illuminati says, uh, Our sources tell us Bob Odenkirk is to play... Lead us to believe that the series will greatly focus on the acting career of Simon Williams. They talk about who they think he's going to be playing. They say, before we talk about the news, let's go over a little Wonder Man Simon Williams history in the comics. Sorry, my cat is trying to rub his head on the fucking mic right now. Um, In the comics... I'm pushing him away gently. There you go. Um, In the comics, Simon (laughs) Williams is an actor and stuntman. Nathan Fillion was also featured in the MCU previously as Simon Williams on a poster for the movie Akron, which is a role the character famously portrayed in the comics, though we know... Fillion is not Simon Williams, it is important to note the MCU's focus on the character being an actor because if you watched Entourage, aside from agents, you know actors also have managers, which is the role our, or our sources tell us the star of Better Call Saul, Bob Odenkirk, is in talks to portray. So they're saying that he's going to be Simon Williams' manager. Uh, they go on to say managers are paid to counsel, advise and provide career direction and guidance to actors. They generally have a, have fewer clients than an agent and get to work more personally with their clients. They also take anywhere from 10 to 20% commission. This means if it went, if they want to cast him as wonder man's manager, Odin Kirk's character would, would work very closely with Abdul Mateen's Williams on a professional and likely very personal level. It would be a bit like Odenkirk's presence in Breaking Bad. He would be influential to the main character in events, but just far enough away to be disconnected from the trouble, yet still reap the rewards. It's kind of a perfect fit. Uh, one source only told us that Bob Odenkirk is the actor the production wants for a special role in the Wonder Man series. We don't know anything else about the role uh, based on the comic book history. Uh, Neil Seri- Serian who is Simon Williams' agent in the comics, is a perfect fit. Neil Serian was first introduced in Wonder Man number one back in 1991 as Williams' agent. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, that's the that's the speculation. I think it's perfect fucking casting, honestly. If if Me that's too. yeah, uh, it's a huge
1: get. Not only is it perfect casting, but it's a huge get for the MCU. I mean, Bob Odenkirk is. At this point, like, Emmy nominated, right?
5: Multiple times. Yeah. And, and uh, hopefully they'll give – maybe this is wishful thinking on my part. But hopefully they'll give Bob Odenkirk a, a crack at the script, too, as kind of like a script doctor. You know what I mean? I, the guy's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. The guy's brilliant. And, that. Well, that's what he – he's done that, too. So I I would love to see him, yeah, be, be kind of heavily involved in the project as well. Um, I
3: wonder if they'd be having him do anything action-related in it, too, after Nobody, and, and he's made recent comments about how he's, he'd really like to turn over a new leaf as, like, an action star.
5: They could. I mean, he trained really – I mean, I don't know. Did you hear about how long he trained for that movie? It was, like, a couple years or something like that? I Oh, damn. Yeah, he was on the Fly on the Wall podcast with uh, David Spade and Dana Carvey, and he talked about – like, it was a lengthy training that he went through. In order to get ready for that movie, and I I, I don't think it was just like you know uh, it wasn't just like yeah I trained for six months like it was lengthy like I, I feel like it was like two years or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, I
3: wonder if he's kept it going.
5: Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm sure I'm sure he has, because um, I, I think he's still wanting to do nobody sequel so. We'll see. Um more rumors about the Wonder Man series and uh, this is from uh at Thwipt on Twitter. Uh Kingo from Eternals will appear in the Wonder Man series, which makes sense. I believe this both are actors. Yeah. Mhm. Which this goes a long way with his other rumor Uh, there won't be an Eternals 2 until 2026 at the earliest, but we will see at least some of these characters pop up before then. So originally we had heard that Kingo was going to show up in the Blade movie. I don't know if that's true now. They're rewriting the script. So with the screen, with the script rewrite, Kingo might not show up in that movie at all. So we'll see. But I do firmly believe that, you know, if we're going to keep up with these Eternals characters, that they're going to pick and choose which ones people liked. And I think everybody liked Kingo. Kingo. Yeah. So we'll, I think we'll definitely... And it just makes sense. Kingo is an actor. You know, I see Kingo making an appearance. It might not even be a big one. It might just be a cameo for all we know. But I do see Kingo making an appearance in the Wonder Man series.
3: Was, was Kingo one of the Eternals that was, like, snatched up by that Celestial yes. at the end of the movie? Yes, he was. That's what I thought. So I wonder how that would be addressed. <laughs> well, they're not even addressing the Celestial.
5: Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point.
5: <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. DC rumors. Uh, moving into DC. And I just got a couple of these. Um, I was excited to read this. I, I actually read this article on fa- on uh, Fandom Wire. And it was from, I guess, an interview that Cavill had on a video series by Deadline titled The Film That Lit My Fuse. And he was talking to, he says, I finally get to speak in my own language. Henry Cavill teases James Gunn has reportedly given him full creative control on his Superman. And um, –
1: yeah, that I bet I, the direct, director's really gonna love that.
5: <laughs> you know what? Cavill's put in the fucking time, and uh, get a fucking director that fucking goes along with his fucking vision. You know, I think, I think, I Cavill's put in the goddamn time, and like he's been a one man kind of like hype machine for you know his Superman, and he's got the fan, he's got the fans behind him. I'm for it. I'm fucking Boy. for it.
4: Well, he's a fanboy himself, too. Yeah, he is, you know, exactly. Think,
5: yeah, Gunn can
4: recognize, you know, when someone understands the material. Like
3: game himself. recognizes yeah. game! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, he's the best sort of actor to give creative control to because he is a fanboy. He has a reverence for the source material. I mean, I, I've heard that that's, I mean, along with him... Focusing on Superman part of the reason him is leaving the Witcher season four is because the writers for that show don't even like the source material and he's had to you know go to the go to the grindstone with them quite a few times on that and so I think him finally getting you know this to do the Superman movie he wants to do and being told that he's going to have creative control on it I mean it's got to be just the best news that he could get mm-hmm I don't know I, I'm you know like
5: so far I mean, it's only been a few weeks with uh, James Gunn at the at the helm here, and it's not like we've seen a lot come out of it, but I'm loving his quotes. I'm loving James Gunn's quotes over the past couple weeks. What did he say? What did he say? I got this. Uh, James Gunn confirms they are planning, quote, to make DC as great as it can be and as it should be. He sounds like a fucking politician but i i still fucking (laughs) i still fucking love it i still fucking love it man that the guy i think they're turning the ship around i really do
4: and i love that he didn't say let's make it as great as marvel you know it's like just basically stay in your lane and do the best you can in your in your own role
5: yeah yeah
1: he got all the david ayer cut people going crazy again last week too saying (laughs) that it wasn't out of the realm of possibilities if you he heard enough fan outcry that that could be something that happened even Ayer himself was retweeting it
5: oh well, i mean it's no it's nice to know that that we're, we've got somebody that's gonna listen though right
1: oh yeah for sure i'm
5: like i don't yeah. care about the air cut like i you know i wanted to see the snyder cut i was like very curious on the Snyder cut. I, I'm not going to lie, I was very curious on the Snyder cut. You know, a lot okay, of people- I'm
1: convinced the Air cut's worse. Like the Snyder cut made a better movie. <laughs> I, to me, it's like I, I think they probably knew what they were doing, grabbing the reins from David Ayer there, and yeah. it didn't help either.
5: Nah, yeah, it was still garbage. I don't think I don't think they've known what they're doing. I think the, the only the only thing they know that they're doing is is, is hiring James Gunn to fucking fix this
3: shit <laughs> for real.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he can. So what is all this? The last thing I want to talk about here. So I'm excited for Cavill. I'm really excited for him. Like, you know, this guy seriously think about this. This is like we're going on. I mean, he's probably cast as Superman probably a decade ago. Right. I mean, and, you know, next year is going to be the anniversary of Man of Steel. The guy hasn't got a sequel yet. And you got to think like he's just been in limbo this entire time. And I'm excited for him. I mean, this has got to like rejuvenate him and get him excited to play the character again after it feels like he's just been at odds or battling or, and and trying to get his like a sequel made and get the movies made the way he wants them to be made and I'm man, I'm just really happy for the guy. It sounds like he's got a win here and and he's got a good relationship with Gunn already and I man, I just I need we need some
0: good DC fucking movies. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. If anybody deserves it, he deserves it for having rode this thing out for so long. Yeah. And and he deserves to have some creative say in this character if he's going to come back to it and not just be just a face on the screen, not just be a quote-unquote hired gun. Like, if I'm going to be come back to this character and re-enter this universe and jump in with y'all in terms of rebuilding this DCU, then yeah, he deserves to have some say in... How this character is portrayed. Yeah. Can I play it? The we way lost that I want to play? out on
4: 10 years of Henry Cavill and his prime to play Superman.
5: I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's true though. What's going on with this? Uh I've got some stuff ready here for this because, but I, I haven't really looked into it too much. This uh James Gunn, Jason Momoa Lobo Talk.
3: Have you guys seen oh, this? Oh shit. I haven't heard anything about that.
1: Am I the you only actually- I've seen a little bit about it, but not, like, much.
0: I've just heard of Momoa being rumored for Lobo for what seems like the longest time, but never anything okay. of substance. Well, I
5: I think it was, like, a just a few weeks ago. I don't know if it was recorded, but I, I said that I would love to see a James Gunn Lobo movie. I think
1: that was on an episode.
5: Okay, then it was on an episode. I said that, yeah, I would love to see a James Gunn Lobo movie. And before that, I'm talking – and this was on an episode. Before Momoa was cast as Aquaman, I said I wanted him as Lobo. And apparently, like this week, like James Gunn is like interested in doing a Lobo movie or something or like he's interested in – hold on. James Gunn, here's this is a this is a tweet from comicbook.com. Jason Momoa's reaction to James Gunn's Lobo post is very interesting. I'm going to play this audio.
3: James post Lobo. Are those two? Th- Did he really? He posted a photo of Lobo. Show me. He posted a photo of Lobo on
4: Mastodon to say I'm on this app too with a, a tease of Lobo. Are, huh. Is your statement and his post connected at all? Huh. Hmm. Fair enough. Well, everyone knows I'm a comic book fan, and so the comic that I collect the most, and I have every comic there is,
1: you can do your research and find out what it is. Okay, so... Archie. (laughs) Eddie and Veronica.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Let me see here. I've got... Lobo projected. Lobo, excuse me. Lobo project. Oh, shut the, the fuck up! It shouldn't be either. That's why i made- That's uh, what's it, that's the the oldest <laughs> J- what is it, the, the, the the Kardashians' mom, Jenner. What's her name? Chris. Chris, Chris Jenner. That's Chris Jenner talking about Shutterfly. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I wonder how much she fucking made off that commercial. More money I'll see in my entire life. That's how much she made, Brian. That's all that matters. <laughs> Look at her, her in her little suit jacket. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what is she. What a shutterfly. Uh, something to do with uh,
1: photo collect. Yeah. Uh, photos. Photo printing
5: service. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Chris, that's who I trust. Is Chris Jenner? <laughs> <laughs> James Gunn used his first post on Mastodon to stir the pot about Lobo. People saw him greet other people on the social media platform, and the first question on every, everyone's mind is, does this mean there's Lobo in the works? While we don't know that for sure, it's nice to see one of these, one of the people in charge over at DC Comics showing some love to fan favorite villains. Gunn knows that will draw some excitement too. His surprise reveal, okay. What the fuck is Mastodon? It must be a new social media platform. People are probably seeing what's going on with Twitter, and they're, yeah. An James Gunn joins Mastodon. I'm
0: Samantha. Shut up, Samantha! Hey.
5: Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta listen. Now I gotta listen to this c- couple that look like they met on FarmersOnly.com talk about chime. <laughs> anyway. They do. They look like they met on FarmersOnly.com. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's a, I guess it's a new, new social media platform. James Gunn made his first post on Mastodon today with Twitter in a bit of an upheaval over decisions made by Elon Musk. Uh, what did he post? Let me, let me go to his Twitter. See what his fucking post was. I got to go to Mastodon. What the fuck is Mastodon? Yeah,
1: I'm creating an account right now.
5: Glad, oh, James Gunn, his first post is four days ago, and it says, glad to be here, and it's a picture of Lobo. That's a tease. We know how this guy works.
3: Yeah, totally.
1: That's 100% yeah, a tease. There's no way he's not going to push a Lobo project through. I mean, he, he's a huge fan of the character. He's the one calling the shots at this point like Lobo is coming to the big screen. It's feels like a no-brainer.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: and
3: mm-hmm. yeah, e- even even with, you know, Jason Momoa playing Aquaman, there's so much makeup on yes. Lobo. I think they could still pull it off.
5: Yeah. They could do it. Jeffrey Dean Morgan wants to play him.
3: Lobo? I could see him yeah. pulling it off too. Mm-hmm.
5: Jeffrey Dean Morgan was quoted as saying, "The only one I want to play is DC and Lobo. He's a badass." Lobo would be very cool. I don't think that I'm as big as Lobo is, but if you could transplant Mickey Rourke's body on my head, that would be just great. (laughs) What a (laughs) pull. So, yeah, man. I don't know, man. Joe, I'm with you. I was thinking the same thing, man. Fuck it. I think Momoa could play both roles, dude. I think they could do enough prosthetics and makeup, CG, whatever the fuck, and he could play both Lobo and Aquaman. I really do.
4: Yeah. Yeah, they're oh, so 100%. aesthetically different. Yeah. And um they're they're also unlikely to to cross paths as well, you know, just being cosmic versus
1: underwater as well. <laughs> Seems very likely mm-hmm. that they're both being played by Momoa that they will cross yeah, paths. Yeah, right? that's what they would want.
5: <laughs> you have a like you have your first big uh team up thing, these two are definitely gonna cross paths and you're gonna see them kind of look you know what I mean? That's just what
0: that's what Marvel would do. Honestly, I'd be willing <laughs> to trade Momoa's Aquaman for Momoa as L- Lobo.
1: Oh, me too, Dre.
0: 100%. I'll I make trade that trade in here. a second. I'll take exactly. both. Yeah, I mean, I li- don't get me wrong. I like both. I do. I like Momoa as Aquaman. But if they come to a decision that, you know, if they, like, say, James Gunn pulls, you know, Momoa and, off and says, dude, you got to pick one. I would be in Momoa's ear saying, pick Lobo. If I If he had to pick one or the other. Yeah. Is
5: there anybody else that you could see playing Lobo? Is there anybody else?
1: Mm. I mean, Momoa just
5: looks the part. It's so
3: hard. Like, yeah. once
1: you lock that in your brain, it's kind of hard to shift it to anything else.
3: Yeah, Alan richmond has got the, got the size to do Who? it. Who? Alan Richmond? No. I, but I, I know he's already played another DC character, too. He played Hawk and Titans.
5: Yeah, but that's not even DCU canon so
3: i'm just trying to think of other younger actors that are fucking huge because ideally you want to have a big guy playing lobo sure
1: yeah Yeah. any guy with just you know a ton of charisma like lobo is like he's a big beefy kick-ass guy but he's also a very comedic character
5: well alan rickman i don't know yeah i i i I'm just trying to think of what he would look like as Lobo. It's just, I, it's just like Jason Momoa just – I mean Jason Momoa it just looks like he's there already,
3: right? I, <laughs> I mean, really yeah, Agreed. I, I'm stretching trying to think of somebody else over well, him.
0: This yeah. is a hell of a long shot, but James Gunn has shown the ability to work well with wrestlers. Oh, don't you say or- it. Dude, don't act like Roman <laughs> fucking Reigns. I know. Yeah, I knew
1: <laughs> you were going to say that fucking Roman Reigns guy. Uh, he fucking sucked. We saw what he could do in Hobbs and Shaw. It was, it was, he was in Hobbs <laughs> and Shaw for
0: like nothing. five minutes.
1: Yeah, I, I'm
5: sure. <laughs> Th- that's, yeah, because that's all they could get out of him. They could only get five good minutes out of him, which were five <laughs> so mediocre no one minutes. No thought
1: Batista had chops, but the second we saw Batista in a movie, we knew he had chops.
0: Exactly.
5: The,
1: the second we saw Roman Reigns in a movie, we said, ugh. Just like the second we saw yeah. Triple H in a movie, we said, ugh. It, n- no, yeah, Roman Reigns can— Those weren't with James Gunn, though.
4: But, but Dre, also, um, James Gunn was playing to Batista's strength, too, which was Drax. You know he's right. basically like a character who's not charismatic you know where we have Lobo who's completely different
0: I think I that, just think that, that is true I just think I'm that putting my faith more in James Gunn than I am saying Roman reigns I'm just saying if anybody could pull it off James Gunn I think could do it
5: no I think yeah. I I think Roman reigns could pull off like a uh, hey I went as Lobo for Halloween you know like <laughs> yeah man oh wow he looks like him but do I want to watch him Like, do I want them to give him a Lobo movie which like this is teasing a Lobo project right I mean it's not just teasing like maybe an appearance it's teasing an entire movie what about Joe Manganiello making the switch over from Deathstroke that's not bad Mm
3: -hmm. that's good yeah I think he could pull that off yeah, I, I know. Like Momoa's better, though. It's, I know it's hard. To, it's hard to <laughs> not think about Momoa, right? It, it, like Momoa almost seems like he was born to play the role of Lobo, so it, it's it'd be like a crime to not put him in it. I
5: know. Yeah, you it, you know what? Fuck it. There's nobody
3: else. It's got it's Momoa
5: or bust. 1997, Danny Trejo.
3: <laughs> well, if you just go back to the scene in justice league the they got so panned by everybody you know where 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 aquaman says to cyborg my man it's like that that's a fucking that's a lobo, lobo line. line yeah that's mm-hmm. yeah that is a lobo line and he delivered it exactly like like when i read lobo in dc comics like like my man that's totally him
5: <laughs> dre there's the scene tristan there's the scene where we see both of them on screen at the same time and when they say my man in unison both of them <laughs> <laughs> and then they look at each other like what <laughs> <laughs> Predator, room all the predator handshake. Hand,
4: hand we got point.
5: fucking yes. We got fucking Lobo riding like this fucking like you know space motorcycle next to Aquaman who's riding a whale or some shit, you know. <laughs> and they both say, Mom man." What?
1: <laughs> Lobo itself feels like a project that James Gunn himself
5: would <laughs> yeah, of course, man for oh, too, totally. right? Of you course, totally <laughs> it's got to be a James Gunn project. That's got to be it. I mean, he's teased other DC projects, right? And I mean, if this is the first post that he's putting on Mastodon, I can't believe I just said Mastodon as like a – like it's something I'm familiar with. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. you didn't just learn about it five minutes I, ago. yeah it's not like i just heard about mastodon five minutes ago i'm hip i'm hip joe i've been on I'm mastodon, mastodon pro now so I, dude need, need, let me know. i've been on <laughs> that james gun's been on it for four days i've been on it
3: for five so
1: <laughs>
3: catch up james gun yeah get with it james Gunn. <laughs> And, you know, if it is a project that James Gunn himself takes on, like, I really want to see Peacemaker in there, too, because his his comedy would fit right up with a character like Lobo. Why not? Why uh, be not? be so amazing seeing them
5: teamed up together. And it'd just be another excuse for James Gunn to hang out with his buddy John Cena. Yep. I love it, man. I love it. I love this new I love you know what? James Gunn, I love I'm, I just love the fact that he's over there at D.C. now. I, I think it's going to work. I think it's going to work. I don't know. Am I, is, this, is it just wishful thinking?
3: No, I think it's going to work, too, because, I mean, they've got a creative mind in place, and we all thought it was going to work with Jeff Johns, and it didn't. It was a creative mind, but it was a creative mind that doesn't know movies, whereas James Gunn is a creative mind that he knows movies. He's, he's made very successful MCU ones. He's made successful DC ones now. it's It just seems like a natural fit, and and I have very high hopes for him.
5: I, I and you know Jake you know you have said like yeah he, you know he's got the relationship with Kevin Feige I'm sure that Kevin Feige's not going to go out of his way to to you know dodge those James Gunn phone calls when they come in I I can see him being very willing to help he was willing to help listen to this he was willing to help out um Amy Pascal uh before the Sony Marvel deal even happened he came to her with notes and, uh, you know, cause they'd been collaborators and producers for Fox for years. And so he came to her with notes. And I mean, this she is. She threw a ham sandwich at him. She, yeah, yeah she he... got, she got offended. She threw a sandwich at him. I think it was like a playful thing, you know, <laughs> like, hey, you fuck you, here's my sandwich. Um, I don't know if it was, if she was that offended. But
1: (laughs) Vikey's a smart businessman. I mean, if Mm -hmm. anyone stinks up the superhero genre, it's a bad look for the whole franchise, not just for that studio. Like the, the typical person on the street, if there's a shitty ass Superman movie and they're tired of superhero movies, that means all superhero movies. They don't know the difference between DC or Marvel. A lot of people.
5: Yeah, and I oh, think yeah,
1: they definitely don't celebrate whenever a movie does
4: bad because it just makes the entire genre suffer. Well,
5: exactly. I, I'm a firm believer, and I'm sure Kevin Feige is as well, that uh, you know, competition breeds success. And if you can get two two of these studios making great movies, then they're gonna push each other. And, you know, and it's just good for everybody. It's just good for everybody. And you know, and it's good for movie theaters. You know, and there, there's no reason a Justice League movie should not make a billion dollars, guys. It's Absolutely. exactly. There's no reason yeah. a Justice League movie should not make a billion dollars, and it didn't. Yeah, rightfully so.
3: Yeah, the way that Warner yeah. Brothers holds on to Batman and is constantly wanting to put new Batman movies out, it's amazing that they're not also doing that with Superman and also doing that with Wonder Woman and The Flash. These characters are just so much more... Widely known around the world. And uh, the fact that they haven't produced a hit with them, it just shows their own incompetence.
5: Mm-hmm. I agree.
3: That is all I have
5: for this bonus episode. Uh, but I want to thank everybody. Uh, Joe, thank you. Where can people find you, man?
3: Yeah, you can also find me on my podcast, StartCast, where I'm having long form conversations with people. New episodes generally drop every Saturday.
0: And uh, Dre, where can people find you? You can catch me on podcast Championship Wrestling, where we talk about the latest happenings in the wrestling world. And Stephanie.
2: Hello. You can, <laughs> you can find me on the scenic cast and on com.
5: And you can find her fighting sneezes. <laughs> 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 Not today, allergy season. Not today. <laughs> Tristan, we can find you here when you show up, when I ask you, and when you when you can make it, right?
4: Even Stephanie has something to
5: plug now. Yeah, Oh, fuck up. <laughs> <us>. I know <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty embarrassing. No, it's not. I love the fact that I love the <laughs> fact that Tr- just to plug it. No, I love that. I love the fact that Tristan Brown is a PCL exclusive. You don't like hey, that? Jake
1: loves it for greedy yeah. reasons. So I, I agree that. You know, yeah,
5: right. If yeah. people want to hear really Tristan evil. Brown, they got to come here. Yeah. Fuck you guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I
6: mean, <laughs>
1: Tristan <laughs> himself seemed upset about it for a second there. I didn't know what to
5: say. Fine. It's not <laughs> my – hey, I'm trying to fucking – I'm trying to fucking turn – uh, this chicken shit into chicken soup, man. It's like, I just, I just don't like the
4: idea of being <laughs> exclusively
5: owned by a person. Oh, fuck.
6: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: shit. I don't, nothing, nothing bad has ever come
6: from that. Putting
5: the lid on it. <laughs> Tristan, I did have a new name that I wanted you to go by. OK, no, I'm that. no, I'm not. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Deadpan by Tristan. You guys are trying. You guys are trying to cancel me. I swear. You guys, you're going out of your way to cancel me. We don't own you, Tristan. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, this is what this is your one stop shop for Tristan Brown. That's all I'm saying. Am I free to leave?
1: Oh God! <laughs> well, no.
6: <but>. <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, yeah, this is a bonus episode. Stick around. Uh, we are going to be posting, uploading on the feed a Black Panther: What Kind of Forever spoilers episode. So check that out. And uh, Tristan, you'll be back when I say you're back. Okay. <laughs> 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 Yes, some- <laughs> him. Hey! <laughs> oh my god, I love. It. And we'll we'll end the podcast with with the with the accompanying music from "Song of the South." What the fuck?
6: <laughs>
1: Why? Round zippity doo
5: Yeah.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> what the fuck are you trying to do to me over here? <laughs> Okay, he, he fucking said yes him. I swear he did
6: oh, I love
0: this
5: <laughs> uh, Alright guys We, You know what We might be back next week We might not, who knows Yeah this might be it <laughs> Oh man, yeah this might be it I hope people know that you're black Tristan Because if they don't, this is really fucked up <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it. i'm ending this fucker i'm not even saying the fucking outro i'm just like boom we're done
3: thanks for listening to pop culture leftovers congratulations i don't know how you did it i couldn't do it you people need a t-shirt saying i just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap
6: The leftovers picking up the scraps
3: dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap.
6: Toss it, good Do we love it? Hey, let's mix it. Can't erase it, let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. counterculture pushover. Pop culture. Leftovers. And we're the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Yeah. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's your leftovers podcasts that originally good have already been done before so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and we're the shaft the crap even though we're the shit we're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the cool kids it, it, it's
1: a
3: trap
6: to toss it, good taste it. do we love it hey let's race it can't erase it let's embrace the tupperware party Subculture culture spill over like a vulture carry over time culture pushed over, pop culture left over. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture left over. It, taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over. Counterculture pushovers. Pop culture leftovers. leftovers. And we the uncool kids. What's to say already been said. Leftovers. Yeah. Sure the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers.